All right, welcome back to episode 15 of Theologize. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Hopefully the last episode was encouraging to you. If you guys missed it, we talked about what ministry looks like outside of the church. And today we're taking it a step farther and we're saying, what does practical Christianity look like outside of the church? So outside of choir, outside of being involved in youth ministry, being involved in worship teams, uh, being involved in ushering, whatever it might be that's involved inside the walls of the church, we're, we're going to leave that where it is, and we are going to talk about ministry outside of the church. Or sorry, not ministry, um, practical Christian living outside of the church. So today I'm joined by my friends Paul and Mark. Paul, I've had you on the podcast as of recent. How are you doing? Good, man. I mean, uh, got a six-week-old baby. So uh, sleep is slowly going on the incline. Oh, dude, that's but, wonderful. Yeah, it's it's a huge praise report, man. Every it probably makes everything way funnier in the podcast as well, because probably does, probably does. But my wife is doing majority of the work at night, and I'm just trying to sleep as much as I can because <laughs> I work in the morning. But fair, yeah. Fair. Uh, we're also doing well, by. Man. Mark, um, Mark, it's been a while since you've been on the podcast. You have been on before, back when we did it um, in the basement while we were living at my parents' house in tra- moving transition and uh, coming along, come a long way since then. And I believe the last time I had you on, we talked about grace w- versus works, which was, I think, beneficial for um, a lot of people. And how have you been doing? Dude, not too bad. Just, uh, you know, living the life. Not a whole lot. Don't have any kids. Don't have any you know, don't have a wife, don't have a family, just <laughs> kind of honestly just living my life. Bro, you got a business though. You got I a do. coffee. You I are do. an entrepreneur, man. That, that Mir actually is has... your baby. That's the same thing. You're up no, day no, and no, night no. for As you know, people might think that's crazy, but that's actually super true. Like, like, uh, my brother also the co-founder just had his baby literally weeks ago. Um, it's just just been such a fun time seeing him become a dad. Uh, But it's also been cool to see just like him being part co-founder and us tackling this together. And then me just realizing like, Oh wait, I treat this very personally, Um, which I think also has a lot to do with exactly what we're talking about here um, on this podcast episode, but I'm not going to jump the gun. Dave, it's all fine, dude. We didn't. We came in without really a plan of action, and um, Speak we just for let yourself, it. Yourself, David. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Big scroll of bullet points. You didn't get my Google Doc? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul, dude. I use Microsoft Teams now only. Um, dude, but that's awesome, Mark. Congratulations on becoming an uncle. It's the first one, correct? Uh, almost. What do you mean? Wait. You have another. <laughs> it's, it's it's the second one. Okay, cool. I did not know that. Anyways, yeah. congratulations. Um, congratulations to Serge. And uh, yeah, um, we're going to go ahead and jump into the topic right now. And that is practical Christianity. So first off, what does that mean? What is it? What does practical Christianity mean? We use the word practical a lot. Uh, but essentially, it's what we practice on a day to day basis. How can you put something into practice in your life? on a day-to-day basis where it's it's part of your life. You don't really need to go, you know, really out of your way to make things happen. It's just who you are. Um, 
sort of who you're molded as and it's wherever you go you look for these opportunities because uh, of the person that Christ has made you so um, first off I want to start with this note that practical Christianity is for everybody um, it's what we were called to be so let's let's start talking about Jesus call to the disciples so the Great Commission being the first thing uh, I believe that's where practical Christianity really starts. So I, don't I think know if you guys I would love. There. Oh yeah, I definitely have some thoughts. Um, <clears throat> which, if you need me to stop talking, let me know. <clears throat> no, no, no. But dude, it's all given. I think thing. even though everybody like we get the concept of what pr- practical Christianity is like and what, I, you know, anybody you ask anybody what that means, and I'm sure we'd all come to a very general conclusion, but let's also make it clear that there's no such thing as impractical Christianity. Like it's, it's You're either saying it's, that it's not like a formula, like there's no concrete, like granular one line like that. Everyone needs to conform to You're saying, right? I'm, like, uh, n- not quite. I'm more saying that like, Hey, if you're a Christian and you've, you know, you believe in this Jesus, the God, the man, who came and saved you, then you're a Christian and your life is transformed. Like, right. Yeah. There's no other way of like, you know, it like, I don't, I don't, it's who you are. Like it's, yeah, it's it's who you are. are. There's no such thing as just like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a, you know, call myself, profess to myself to be a Christian, but I, I absolutely disregard everything about the Bible, you know, God existing. So, just wanted to preface that, that like, hey, like practical Christianity, what we're going to be talking about, but also the big picture, like we're all Christians, like you're a Christian, it's who you are. It's it's this path, this journey that you're on, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So for the sake of the podcast, let's take out the word practical and just say lifestyle, just lifestyle yeah. Christianity. Um, Hashtag just who you are. Yeah. So yeah. just who you are because of who Christ has or the Holy Spirit has um, transformed you to be with regeneration yes. and new life through Jesus Christ, right? Hey, uh, yeah, and I like. I'm sorry, I don't want to butt in. All, no, all no, this no, time, dude. That's all. But I, because otherwise, I'm over here just sweating. Yeah, <laughs> but I think like li- like the whole lifestyle, practical Christianity, like. Hey, the moment, you know, like that time when Jesus approaches the disciples, which you kind of brought up, like he approaches Peter, you know, when he's out fishing or, you know, Matthew, whatever it is, uh, he's approaching these young guys. And then these young guys respond to the call and are like, hey, we're going to go after you. Hey, that's from that moment on later, that's the lifestyle Christianity. And I want to, I want to say this because Lifestyle Christianity isn't just always the Paul in the book of Acts. It's not always, you know, demons running and healing and all this supernatural stuff. It's also just like, hey, like, cool, I'm going to stop fishing and I'm going to follow after Jesus, whatever that looks like. And guess what? The entire Gospels, it's really interesting. Until until Jesus' resurrection um, and coming back and seeing them, they're they're always getting things wrong like there are times where they're doubting their salvation 
I mean, at one point they're betraying him. At one point they're questioning his theology. At one point they're completely getting his teachings wrong. Um, you know what I mean? And that's all part of it. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I, I, you mentioned prefacing um, that practical Christianity should just be lifestyle Christianity. But I also like that we're prefacing it with people get it wrong. Like there is no perfect you know lifestyle christian we're all going to make mistakes and so that's got to be the first thing you got to be a little bit you know christ forgave us and you got to be a little bit forgiving of yourself there's no perfect person and that's why we rely on the person of jesus christ because he's made strong in our weakness you know he's perfected in that and so we got to give ourselves some grace and know that hey like it's not about me constantly getting it perfect it's about me constantly laying down every day to jesus christ and saying like what can i do for you today yeah where can i, like I serve what you, you said today? mark kind of going off of that um it, it's really simple right like we as as you know people say okay there's this person jesus god you believe in him right through faith we're saved and through that faith it's almost like an immersion into a brand new life it's a new birth right? You can't get rebirthed. You can't go backwards. I mean, it's a debate, you know, and this whole theologized thing as well. But still, let's just talk about that. Once you're in, you're in, right? You decide to follow Jesus, you're going with that. Um, I think that's pretty awesome. You know, like, it's just what you're talking about. We waver in life. We have struggles. We have doubts. We have things that are going, but if we're, if we're moving forward, you know, with Jesus in that path, I mean, I love that. It's it's like it's I it's lifestyle. I would almost even I I mean almost disagree with that. It, it's just life, right? Yes. It's it's almost like you're in it. Like your life is now God. It's like lifestyle almost even makes it sound like hey, like I'm a I have a healthy lifestyle, so I drink fruit smoothies and have veggies and I'm choosing this lifestyle. But if you're a Christ follower and you're literally getting it, it's like it's actually no you're a human being. That's what you are. Like you are a Christ follower. That's what you are. I don't know. And I want to I, actually, I, I love that, <clears throat> you know, a part of my, my, you know, the devil's advocate in my mind was like, wait, I, I also don't want to speak of, you know, this Christian lifestyle as if it's like, you know, it's uh, like a, like a hippie like movement a, or something like that. Or yeah. Like, or, yeah. or, or like a Some set like of yoga things thing, that you, know? you have to do, you know, like, like, you know, there's like the gym rat where you just work out all the time exactly. and you're drinking gallons of water, like, or whatever it is. Like, it's not, you don't have to necessarily, it's not like, hey, you have to do A, uh, X, Y, and Z. It's more like, hey, you found Jesus and now you're just growing to understand him and learn him. And the thing is, every single person's uh, journey is all going to be different. Like, you have a very unique life, past you have a very unique future. You have a very unique experiences. You have a unique DNA and it's going to be different from somebody else's. But that's the beauty of like this Christian thing is like, it's about like, just, you're just now on the journey of learning about this God that came and died for you. But let me, yeah, I want to talk you about, a question. Oh, oh, Can I ask Paul. a question? That's cool. All right. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm breaking yeah. in here. <laughs> no, no, so no, no, kind of dissecting Mark's thing, you know, 
I, you know, I, I, for work, I do estimating, I do sales. So one of the biggest things that they teach you, right, is to get into the, the customer's shoes. They say the best salespeople are the ones who actually think and act in their mind and act like the customer in their mind, right? Like, what would I actually want to hear? And I, I was kind of That's doing this, that almost same exercise with Mark. Um, how Mark was, you know, he was kind of talking about those things. And the question I would have is, you know, let's say I'm, I'm just starting out to this Christian thing or... Uh, my parents have been doing this for a long time, or I've just never really got into it. Some people I see at church, they're like, you know, weird hippies are raising their hands. I don't get it. You know, you might be in that kind of, kind of stance. And I want to say like, you know, we're talking about this whole lifestyle thing. Let's break that down. Is there anything I have to do? Like, I know you're saying you don't have to do this. It's not a lifestyle. We don't have to be like, you know, comparing a gym rat and comparing, you know, all these different lifestyles. Is there anything I have to do? Like, you know, I'm following Jesus. I'm trying to get to know him. We're talking about lifestyle. Like, I don't get it. I, I, I kind of want to talk about that and get your guys' opinion on it and almost break it down to literally bottom level, super simplicity and go from there. So, like, you guys believe that Jesus gave commands, right? Like, for present day, for, like, the gospel times? Sure. Like, do you, you believe that he did? Well... Just yeah, so like, yeah, definitely. Just, I mean, you know. he clearly says in the Bible, yeah, there are, there are things. Right. Yes. And no. Right. So like, I'm just going along I'm, with you. I'm just feeding it. I'm just saying, no, sure, no, 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 no. You know, go to no, I just, topic. I mean, we can oh, like the next, the next step to step on, you know, kind of, no, we can, because this is, this is actually a place where like a lot of debate happens among modern day Christians is, um, the level of divide between like doers and passiveness. Um, and that actually can get, like, I think if we get too focused on that, it becomes extremely just dangerous as far as the faith goes, because then you start building your your uh, your ideologies on, like, I got to do things or I can be passive and it's all in Christ. But Jesus ultimately gave the commands where he's like, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. And all of the rest of the law is summed up into these two commandments. And so, like, when I was in YWAM, we basically talked about everything can be summed up into that. And it makes so much sense. So, you know, is lying, like, it, let's just take something simple like this, like where people are like, I can't lie. Like, you know, trying to keep every little part. Is lying loving to the person that you're telling the lie to? Uh, or is it not loving? Like, it's it's almost like black and white when we think about the commands of Jesus in that way. Like, is is, you know, giving money to this person when I know that they're going to use it to buy drugs or whatever it might be, going to be a loving way that I can approach this person. And the truth of it is, it's probably not going to be loving and there's more loving approach. It, it almost makes it black and white. And so, yeah, I think there's things that we're commanded to do. And it's like, use your, um, what's the word I'm looking here for here? Use your discernment when it comes to actually practically living out the commands of Jesus in loving God and then loving people. No, I don't know if you guys have any good. thoughts there. Oh, I definitely do agree on that. And I think and, I yeah. would add to that is that that's a part of like what I was saying about like every single individual's uh, like journey is going to be pretty unique, pretty personal to them. But that's exactly where Jesus loves to be is in that personalness. Like, like he's 
uh, going to meet every single person exactly where they're at, with their experiences, with their past, with their future, with their present, um, and how they go about to fulfilling those commands is going to be drastically different, and it's going to be progressing in a different way, in a unique way. And so, um, I, I I do want to say like when we're talking about practicality, like what are some like what the what does it mean like in basic terms? I, I I would just lean towards like, hey, like it's you and your journey of learning who God is and letting Him speak to you relationally, letting letting Him um, speak to your heart, speak to your mind, speak to your thoughts. It's getting to know who He is, and you know that you know whether that's listening to a podcast, like whether that's um, you know spending time with family, going to church reading the Bible, uh, maybe that's, you know, spending some time meditating, praying. There's so many different avenues that you can learn about who God is that are available to you. That's good. I mean, um, I'm thinking about that. And I just love asking deep questions because, you know, it's late at night and why not, right? It's a fun podcast with some good dudes. One of my best friends here. So lots of fun. Um, why? You know, I always ask that question, right? Okay, so you all, you were saying, you know, all those things of just like, you know, living a life and trying to get to know God in all of a sense. Is that it? You know, as, you know, practically, you know, we're talking about practical Christianity here in all of our lives. And you were saying, you know, David was talking about the point of just like, you know, there are commands in the Bible of what we should and shouldn't do, right? Jesus gave those things. Um, and there's a lot of things, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. David was kind of talking about that and works. We touched on that. And Mark, you were talking about the whole relational thing of trying to get to know God in your life. Like, is there anything more almost besides that? You know, like, I don't know what, what you guys were kind of thinking on that. It's kind of, yeah, you guys done David. So here, here we go into the theology part, dude. We get to do some theology on Theologize. Finally, dude, it's been a minute. <laughs> That's um, I guess we can come back to like the creation of man, right? Like yeah. if we're going to ask that question, we got to ask really, why did God create man in the first place? Um, because the image was made perfect originally us as imagers of God. And then obviously that was messed up by sin. We sort of talked about this in a previous podcast, Paul, where it's about uh, Christ came to restore the image um, and us as imagers. And so now, what was the original intent of God's creation of mankind? And so I think that's where we have to begin the question, because what was God's original plan with Adam and Eve? Like, that's a good what point. Was, I like, what I was like up with going, them? Dave. And then now, like, if we're restored back to that, like, back to that intimate relationship with God, like, should we not continue to model what the original plan was? Like, yeah, I know we're going to go a lot farther and to the new heaven and the new earth and to like, you know, into the glory of God and, uh, and all of these things, um, and sharing the inheritance of Christ. So yeah, it's going to be a lot deeper, but like, I think here on earth, we've sort of been restored back to that place of original creation intent. Um, at least that's what I think and I believe. And so I think that's that's where we have to start the question. That's a good point. Um, and it's the thing, I, I don't know if it's like the, it's my job doing this to me or just how I am in general. I always think of how a person who is a non-believer right now would think, right? 
and I'm kind of thinking what you're thinking. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm asking these questions. He might be talking, you know, to somebody and he might be going to church and seeing something. But, you know, what you're saying, I, I really love where you're going with that. It's you, you don't want to just look at this one part. You actually have to look at it from the whole and look at the beginning. Like, what is the point of this? You know, and kind of understanding that in the beginning before you even dive into something else that it's just like another part of this so oh, that's, that's a good point you have to look at it from that point that beginning because you know what's crazy about like the fall of man it's like god originally like immediately like as soon as he cursed the serpent he was like obviously extremely angry his you know his wrath was burning there and he said that he already kicked off his plan of salvation in action saying that jesus was going to come and that the serpent was going to bruise his heel and he was going to bruise the serpent's head. Like, this is immediately after the fall of man. So, like, already God is thinking, like, the image is broken. How are we going to restore people and the image back to its its perfection? Um, I don't know, Mark, if you have any thoughts on Paul's question as far as, like, what does that mean to, in today, um, in today's Christianity? Yeah, I have a thought of thoughts. <laughs> That's why I'm just, like, trying not to, not to talk and... Just trying no, to listen dude. more because I think there's, um, you know, even though I'm on the podcast, I think just listening to you guys, I think there's something I could learn uh, for myself. But uh, I I would say, like, man, what's the point? Like, it's hard for me to, th- um, I, I I would say, like, if, if, I mean, if you're a believer listening to this podcast and you're wondering, is that all? to pursue God? Is that all there is to it? I'm like, you've just forgotten then how good the presence of God is, how good relationship with him is. Maybe That's you've good. lost track of just how powerful this thing is. Cause if you're sitting and you're listening to this podcast, like especially a believer, like not even talking about non-believers who mm-hmm. ha- maybe you've never, ever experienced the presence of God. Like never, you don't even know what that's like. That's, that's a different story that I think we can tackle a different day. But since we're talking about practical Christianity, I'm assuming it's towards other believers. And I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. if you're if you're questioning if that's all, then I'm like, maybe it's been a long time since you've experienced the powerful presence of God, the glory of God, his um, His power, his, um, his part in your life. Or, you know, maybe it's not been a while, but maybe you've just forgotten and you need to be reminded of how good it is because really like we've all had those moments where we've encountered God and it's shaken us to the core and we're like man i i don't i don't want anything else but this because it's so you know, good you know mark i actually really like that like if people are sitting there saying is that all well yeah, it kind of is all. And like, what else do you need outside of God in the presence of God himself? Like, why are we going to be sitting around the throne, like saying, for the, holy, for holy, the holy. record, I will say it's, I, I, I will say though, like sin really like makes it difficult for us to see that. Yeah, yeah, excuse I don't, I, I will say, I don't say, I don't think that, which this can get really, um, Really, Mark, uh, just theologize. It's all good, dude. It's all good. It's uh, is it is, is it sin, Mark? I, w- I, w- I would say that, like, um, well, n- not necessarily always sin. Um, yeah. 
I mean, it could be it could be a lot of things. I mean, Jesus at one point says a parable like, hey, the sower goes out to sow, the seed falls into the soil. And then he says, hey, the tares and the weeds that grow around this don't that don't let the seed permit into the soil is it's it's like cares of this world, like running a Distractions, business. You're saying like me, like Just- I've I've fallen into that over the last year where I'm like, I'm so head down tunnel vision in this business thing that sometimes I forget, oh wait, that's not the that's not the point of this. You know what I mean? Like there's so much more for me to experience. <laughs> Dude, okay. Those so that we're listening. Yeah. Mark totally went dark. I was like, uh, okay, Mark, for people that are just listening to there? the podcast. For people that are listening to the podcast, Mark just went like completely black, and then his face like slowly lit up, Mark, and it was you can really turn the lights on in there. So yeah, you can go. Yeah, turn my your lights, lights died, but I, we're I, doing I, a I will, remote podcast, I, by I, the I, way. Yeah, I will finish my thought though. It's like, um, dude, what if we just see something come up behind Mark? <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. go ahead, Mark. Um, go ahead. I do see two eyes though. <laughs> uh, that's me. Oh boy. Um, no, it's. Y- you know, it's like, I, I, oh, geez, now I forgot where I was. What were we talking about? No, no. So you were basically talking, and I was going to chime in and say, so you think it's misaligned priorities. People just have well, misaligned well, priorities. Well, I, th- I think a lot, it's, it's a, you know, a various amounts of things. Sometimes it's sin. Sometimes it's just me getting carried away with running a business that, and I, w- I wouldn't, like, I'm, I don't think that sin separates us from God. Like, you can't run away from God. David himself says, even if I go down to the depths of, you know, Hades, like, Sheol, um, that, like, even if I make my bed there, you're there. Like, you can't really get away from it. Yeah. But you can forget that it's close to you. You can forget that he's closer than the breath in our lungs. Mark, and I'm going to get so canceled by the Calvinist movement for what you just right, said. I'm out of here. Just, no. <laughs> No, no, I like it. No, I like because, no, you backed it up with the Psalm of David where it's like I can literally sit in their version of hell at the time, you know, and still you're there. Like there's no and escape. Think, think about also his other Psalm um, where he says, "One, I'd rather have one day in, in your presence mm-hmm. than a That's thousand good. without. That's and I'm, I'm thinking like, man, when we're thinking about like is is that out like is that it in my head is that all well david says he'd rather change one day in his presence than a thousand without so yeah that's how that's how it's pretty amazing it is yeah Mm. so mark i just want to rewind a little bit and ask you a question um you were talking about you know it's it's easy to get away uh, you know wavered in your thoughts in your mind whatever it may be but um it, it like looking at this in a, in a practical lens right of actually living a christian you know a, a practical christian life of you're just saying oh sometimes in business i just get so lost and some of this i just get so lost but what is is not lost in that sense what is not lost in in business what is not lost in you know in the day-to-day life like yeah are we even are we you know are we just telling ourselves like oh i'm lost because i'm not constantly thinking 24 7 about god you know mm. but is that really lost is the question oh yeah that's you that's know? super good like i i really like glad that you brought that up you know in in the scope of i think my personal relationship i'm realizing like although i've called it lost but i also think that 
I was growing through that whole period. Like it's all a journey of going from glory to glory. Like even though it might've been a time when, you know, maybe I didn't prioritize my, my true convictions or my belief, uh, all my values, but it was, it's all a process. God is like, I've never run a business like I am right now, like never. So God is leading me through, you know, a new, so to speak, like a new exodus from Egypt. He's leading me on another journey and we're heading somewhere. And it's all a process of going from glory to glory. And to your question is like, what's, what doesn't mean, what it doesn't mean lost. You're, I mean, you're right. Like I would say it's hard, it's hard to quantify that because if we're truly believers and if we're following this man, Jesus, then our entire journey of life is actually just growing. Yeah. It's it's like what we were talking about in the beginning, right? It's like, it's not, it's not quote unquote, like a part of your life. It is your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just eating veggies or going to the gym, you know, 30 minutes a day, hour a day. It's like, yeah, it's everything. It's a whole, it's who you are. Paul, there was, uh, I just want to chime in with a quick story. Um, I shared with Paul one time when we were on the phone, um, where I was just like, there was this moment where I was just like questioning a lot of things here earlier in the beginning of the year. And I was just, yeah, it was just kind of a difficult couple of weeks for me. Um, and one time I'm praying and I felt like God just told me like, Hey, this is exactly where I want you to be. Like you're questioning a lot of things. You're doubting. Maybe you're looking for answers. You're unsure, but this is exactly where you want to be in the sense of like, where else does God want you to be other than just pursuing him, whatever that looks like, trying to get to know him more. That also includes in the doubt. And I was like, dude, I'm, I have these preconceived ideas of like, oh man, I should be speaking, you know, leading crusades or healing or, you know, all this stuff. But it's like, no, 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 listen, God just wants you pers- in pursuit of his face yeah. of who he is. That's, that's actually the pinnacle of it all. That's the climax. Yeah. There's once again, it goes back to your question. Is that all? Well, you know, maybe. Actually, you know, you know, going on that, sorry, Dave, just one last thing you could, you could <laughs> dive right in. Um, I was just thinking just a quick, I think it's a pretty cool thought. Um, you know, I think, I think all of us think like, you know, oh, I'm not doing enough or, or this or that, or, you know, you're in work and you get busy in thoughts and you get busy in life. I would make the argument that it's almost like hyper productivity mindset coming from almost our American culture of how yeah, an American culture. Yeah, exactly. If how we always have to be like, Oh my gosh, by this age, I have to have this. I have to be doing this. I have to be working out this many. I have to weigh this much. I have to have this much money. I have to be doing this. I have to have this many friends. And it's almost like we do that same kind of thing with God of just like, well, if you're a really a Christian, you should be like what Mark was saying, like leading crusades. You should be a missionary. You should be, preaching you should be doing all these things it's almost like a hyper productivity mindset of christianity in our in our life as christians but well here's my thought like i jumped out of youth pastor ministry and for a while i was just like um mark you good dude i'm i i love that thought like you should say what you're saying because i'm sick of talking 
but I'm gonna no, no, come no. back to that thought. I was gonna say, so I jumped outside of youth pastor ministry, um, which that in a, in a, of itself seems like a lot of um, just busy work, and you yeah, can is. justify you're, you're that. Constantly dealing with all these, you know, teens and young adults. Yeah, but man. then I started doing this podcast, and I do maybe you know, like my best streak was for four times in a month or something like once every week. Now my last one was almost a month ago, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, this is a a ministry and this is to me practical Christianity because I'm doing something that I love. That's I believe edifying among us. And also I believe it's edifying to the people around me. Um, And so it's something that I'm like, I don't need to bust out a podcast all the time. I can just, Mm study and just talk with my friends and it becomes uh you know what is this like add some breaking of bread here and we're living the book of acts just recorded on microphones that's mark, super good mark there is a lot of light happening over there um but i wanted to go back to the other thing that mark was talking about how um exactly where god wants him to be is pursuing and i would say um i don't know if both of you guys would agree to this, but inside of the will of God, you know, if you're in pursuit of God, you're probably, which that's a good, is that's a good t- right where he wants you inside about. of the will of God. And if you think about Jonah, while he wasn't, he was trying to flee from God, it was a thousand times safer for him to be in the belly of that fish inside of the will of God than it was for him to be on that boat fleeing from Nineveh and his calling um, of basically sharing repentance and an early level of the gospel. So just a little thought to add to what Mark was saying about how God was saying he wanted him there in pursuit. Dude, yeah. That's a, I that's think... a good thought, Dave. I mean, sorry, Mark. I just had a quick comment, quick bite, throw it in there. <laughs> no, 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 go. Um, you know, the whole will of God thing, right? I think that really falls into place into this practical Christianity kind of a mindset because, you know, I think Christians today have a misconstrued pretty big word i don't know if that's the right i think i just made up a word or that might be (laughs) um way of thinking of what the will of god is right like for their life i think people have a screwed up way of just like okay the will of god for my life is i must be a missionary and if i'm not i am not in the will of god i am kind of in the will of god because i'm preaching once in a while so i'm kind of there but I'm not 100% there. Dude. I think oh, a lot of people think like that. Dude, I, oh man, this just goes full circle back to like what you said about like our culture, our Western culture is like, th- man, how much of our Western culture and priorities and values have seeped into our belief system where we think God is an American, white American Western God, where it's, it's not quite like how it works. You know, I feel like all of culture, like the hustle culture, the, you know, the American dream, all this stuff is like, it has distorted our view of the will of God. And now we think, wait, the will of God means I have to be, you know, in full-time ministry or I have to be doing X, Y, and Z. And especially if you get to into enough charismatic movements, it's like you have to be healing somebody every other week and you Whoa, have to be doing Mark. this and that, you yeah, know, like, like if you're not casting out demons, what's going on? Yeah, for sure. But really it's like, you know, when you look into, um, 
when you look into like the first church, but also like uh, just a lot of those ancient philosophies and teachings and stuff like that, you start to realize like all these things we talk about were actually a byproduct. Like it's the stuff that happened naturally after you were able to figure out rest and enjoying like God in the moment in pursuit of presence. Does that make sense at all? Yes. And I also have this thought, dude, cause I was listening to this podcast and it, I was like wondering how to bring this up. And I was like, dude, this, this topic right now segued in so hard. It was like Paul Blart mall cop segued in. And, um, basically I was listening to this podcast and they were saying that the gospel was so insulting to the early Greeks because when Paul would go to preach, like, yeah, we had a lot that obviously were con- converted to faith in Christ, but it was so insulting to the early Greeks because they built their status off the work that you put into something is basically what you're going to get out. It's like this renown, like you're putting it in, you're sowing the seed, whether it be like philosophy, you know, they spent so much time in philosophizing and they're getting out this like um, transcended reality that, you know, Plato and Aristotle are thinking of. Or whether it be like the Spartans who put in so much time grinding that now you're a Spartan. And so when Paul came to them with this idea of the gospel and he's like, hey guys, you don't actually have to do anything. You don't have to put any work in. Christ already paid the price for you. They're like so upset about it because that wasn't part of their culture. And I think that's also part of the American culture is we're like putting, like Paul was saying, we're grinding so hard because we're expecting things out of it it became really big in the political game people are grinding so hard in politics and all of a sudden christ is here he's like hey you don't have to do anything i already paid the price you just rest in my presence and allow me to work through you but it's become so insulting and it it hasn't just been right now It, it was in the greek culture it was in all of these cultures it was so insulting even the jewish people it was insulting because they're like what do you mean you don't have to follow these laws i'm putting in so much work and all of it is for not so it was just it was just such an interesting thought that it's the gospel is insulting to people like that that are looking to grind um because that's not what the gospel is. Yeah, just on a lighter subject. That's super good, super fire, Dave. Appreciate that, but I was I was laughing when you were saying that because I was thinking about the conversation we were having beforehand of like you know, the average Joe is just working so hard and someone puts in a thousand dollars in Bitcoin and it grows 300,000% and you're like, bro, what the heck? I'm angry. It's almost like, you know, making a correlation to this and saying, you know, you know, the Pharisees and the people back in the day, they're just like working. They're making all their, you know, fame off their work every single day. And then, you know, Jesus comes in, hey, Bitcoin. You know, you don't have yeah, to work yeah. so hard. It's through me, and they just get pissed off. I just made a tie. I just made a tie between the gospel and Bitcoin. That's fire. That's <laughs> probably one of the best analogies I've heard from speakers, like for a long time. Um, but it's true, say, right? Like people yeah. get impressed. it is. Yeah, no, I get that. That's super good. I will say, going back to some practical stuff, I will say though, like I think there's a catch here, where. Um, I like when you, when you realize like, yes, that is enough. That's all that's, that's, that is it. Like pursuing the face of God and getting to know who this God is and encountering him and 
just knowing who he is for who he is. That's all there is to it for sure. That's all. But here's something that I think begins to happen when you spend enough time doing that is that you start to realize like, oh, this God is the real thing. And he's so much bigger than who I am and everything this entire world has to offer that I'm willing to trade my entire life for this one thing because it's so good. Like, like, I mean, Roman says, you know, because it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. That's literally Apostle Paul saying, hey, the more you get to know who God is and his goodness, the more you start to change your mind about how you're doing life. Like, and it just, it becomes like no longer is, you know, a tithe, a 10%. No, you start to realize like, oh wait, I want to give 20. I want to give 30 because it's just so good. Like, you know, like, so, but we can't, I think with this culture, I think we've mixed those two things up. We've, we've attached the result and the hard commitment where you give your life and everything and we've made that the lifestyle, quote unquote, lifestyle. And now people feel like they're being worked into that. Like you have to do those things to have that relationship where it's like, no, 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 no. Let's not get things mixed up here. That's the result. But number one has to be number one is you getting to know who God is and encountering him and hearing his voice and just enjoying who he is. The rest Mark, is so, his, like, first seek the kingdom of heaven. Amen. So I have a question because um, there's, like, this group of people out there that, you know, will go to, and I'm sure it's happened to you guys. Uh, we, we've talked about charismatic, the charismatic movement, so I'm going to bring that up I don't know what you're going to say, but I'm already repenting for it. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's... So it's it's more to those people that go to these conferences or, you know, some sort of event where people are like, I'm feeling this or I'm feeling that, like I'm feeling so much of the presence of God. And then for others that just have no sense, like no feeling, no emotion, um, what would you say to those people in this case? Because there are a lot of people, I know that I felt it in these moments. And what I heard some people say once is like, just just so you know, like Jesus still died, like the gospel is still powerful. And like, you just have to understand that and not be swayed by emotions. But I'd really like to hear your thoughts on, on this. And um, I think it will help some people, since we're talking about practical Christianity, what does that practically look like for people that, you know, maybe don't feel or hear or, um, you know, whatever it might be. A tough subject. Tough yeah, topic. but I, I I think it's, it's throwing, question. Me, it's throwing me in front of the bus right there. No, no, no. It's no. It's just open it's discussion. Up, like, dude. No. Not saying you have I, all the answers. No, um, I, but just to talk I, about it. You no. know, ironic. I just listened to a podcast this morning, literally about that. About dude, like you can't you can't bring in another podcast on our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we come You're up right. with these all ideas originally. <laughs> You're right. Don't listen to any other podcast, but theologize this. Um, what's it called? No, I think. Like that, that is included in what I meant when I said every journey is unique. So that's good. I like, like that answer actually. That, that's really all. Like if you're confused, just go back and re-listen to the episode. But really it's like 
your experiences, what you've gone through, what God has taught you, like all these little things to this moment, maybe when you're at the conference Mm -hmm. or at some kind of event where comparison starts to sink in, just Mm -hmm. realize that A, once again, you cannot escape God. You cannot get away from him. He's always as close to you as he ever was. And that'll never change. That's good. And number two, realize like it's it's a journey. Like, mm-hmm. like, like I mean, as simple I can put it. Like Paul, your relationship with your wife is one hundred percent different than Dave and his wife. Like, that's normal. So your relationship with God is going to be unique. Like, you might not be experiencing things at a conference, but you can go home you know, say a five minute prayer and have God speak to you exactly what you need to hear. And it's not going to be in a room of a thousand people and that's okay. Like, yeah. And it goes, it goes back to the whole, you know, all of us have different personalities, right? All of us are different human beings. I learn differently. We're so complex. Yeah, we are. Everyone's kind of different. And it's, it, you know, what you brought up, it just reminds me of, I remember, always it will stick with me. Francis Chan spoke this one sermon in it. He said, God speaks to his children differently. Every single one is differently. He talks to them differently. He disciplines them differently. I mean, every single one is super different. And just how, how you know, he talks to you, Mark, and Dave and me, it's it's going to be way different. And like, you know, mm-hmm. we go to these those conferences, right? It might even take a certain personality to kind of be there and saying, oh my gosh, this guy is just getting wrecked by God. You know, he's doing some crazy things. He might be rolling around. I don't know. You know, we've seen some stuff. I've seen you you have. It's like you question it as well. You're like, dude, this is almost scary to an extent. But, you know, you come into mindset of, you know, he experiences God differently than I do. And this is the same God. And, you know, I think he's going through and he's he's showing it. Exactly. He's showing it, expressing a different way. And it's just what my thought is as well of like, you know, how God... When when uh, when Paul was riding or Saul was riding on his horse and God you know showing himself in the in the light and just blinded him and put him on the floor, you know, that's different than how God showed himself to a lot of other people in the Bible. And it's I, it's it's different stories and different people. And like you said, Mark, it's a journey for everybody. Everyone's different. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's that's so that's so good that God encountered Paul completely different than anybody else in the Bible. Um, yeah, I would add to that is just like, hey, like. Let's not think so narrow-minded about God. I think it's like we think those things when we forget the truth of the gospel, when we lose sight of who he is as a as a God, as a being. Like that doesn't mean he loves you less. That doesn't mean he cares about you less. That doesn't mean he doesn't care about you at all. It doesn't mean he doesn't want to talk to you, speak to you. Like that doesn't mean those things if you're just not encountering him maybe at a specific mm-hmm. moment or a specific, you know, couple weeks in your life or whatever, like trust the process, trust the promises of God, you know, like, I don't know. So I want to solidify that thought because I have two daughters, so I can see this in the physical um, and I'm an imperfect father, but the way I have to communicate oh, yeah. with my daughters it <laughs> is drastically <laughs> different, you know, Amelia and Rose. And so uh, these are my own flesh and blood like this is my own dna and yet i have to drastically communicate with them differently now you're in a world of seven billion people with um seven billion different personalities and the, different the way cultures, that i different cultures yeah. the way that i think about it is like god knows 
like he created you. He knows the perfect way to communicate with you. And I like, Mark, what you brought up about comparison because ultimately, like if we're stuck in that stage at the conference where I'm comparing my experience to their experience and it's really hindering me, it goes back to our talk about social media of like comparing what other people are experiencing in their life. Uh, But now you're talking about your spiritual life. And God is like, dude, I never had that plan for you. In fact, if I were to give you the experience that they had, you're going to be missing out on this way deeper, more intimate experience that I had that's going to touch you personally because I know how I created you. Um, So just something to think about for people that are like, hey, I'm not really experiencing God. Well, God God is really looking to experience intimacy with you and the way that he created you and... um and you'll find that, like, you know, the Bible says, seek, knock, you know, and it will be, it'll be open. You'll find what you're looking for through Christ. Um, so just some food for thought um, and encouragement for people. I like that a lot, dude. Yeah. I think we lost Mark for a second or he's around fixing his microphone. But um, I think we're going to be ending the podcast here in a little bit. Um, getting pretty late and I think we're getting close to an hour or you know 10 minutes short of it um, but we have a lot of good information don't want to in, in overwhelm anyone and i think i don't like we covered a lot more on the theo- theological aspect of like practical christianity yeah uh, but you know ultimately i think that's great because it because it sets a precursor of like we said day-to-day life um not lifestyle but life christianity um that you have to really know God and know that you're in pursuit of him, um, know what your original purpose was, what your your um, restoration image is um, in Christ to really begin to know how to live out your life in that way um, and obviously know his word um, and as well as spend time with him intimately in, in whatever it might be. Oh, let's see here. Oh, it looks like we cut Mark off. Mark got cut off early. Anyways, Paul, you have any final thoughts before we close the podcast? No. I mean, it's just kind of going over, you know, what we talked about and it really encouraged me as well. It's just um, God knows where you are and you are where you're supposed to be right now, right? So don't compare yourself to other people. Everyone's on their own journey and just be honest and just live your life. Seek God, yeah. have a relationship with God. Super simple, right? I guess that's as practical as you could get. <laughs> so. Very practical. And yeah. for those that are wondering, that are just listening, I believe Mark got cut off because he was at capacity for the amount of storage. <laughs> He's at two gigs already. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for episode 15 of Theologize. As we talked about practical Christianity. Um, if you guys liked having the boys on the podcast, just DM me on Instagram or ask for more different topics. And we would be happy to cover them and just happy to do just the boys podcast again and, uh, you know, talk about relationship with God and theology and uh, what modern day Christianity or I shouldn't say modern day Christianity, what Christianity really should look like um, in your life. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you all next time. Later.